Welcome to the third episode of Travel Glow, Explore Japan and the World. I am your host, Nika, and in today's episode we will talk about the Japanese language. If you ever wanted to start learning Japanese but you didn't quite know where or how to start, be sure to listen until the end. We will start with general information, then cover the structure of the Japanese language and end this episode with some tips, tricks and resource recommendations. Let's get started. Let's get started, let's get it started. Learning something completely new from the very beginning is always very exciting. You can see a lot of progress at first, but the effect wears off later on. You need to put a lot of effort and work into your studies. If anyone ever is telling you the opposite, they either have wrong information or try to sell you something. This episode shall be the start of my Learning Japanese podcast series. And while I do not wish to teach you very specific things, I would like to help you on your way. If there are any questions or even suggestions for this series, feel free to contact me. This way I can help you even more. To start this episode, let's ask the question, why would I start learning Japanese? What are the benefits of it? Well. While learning any language does not only help reduce your chance to develop the Alzheimer's disease, it is also a great start to change up your thinking process. You get introduced to new thought processes and see things in different perspectives. With learning a language you also get to know the country's culture. This always broadens the perspective and your horizon. International understanding and intercultural competence are also skills which can grant you other or even better job opportunities. And the best part? You can make even more friends from a completely different part of the world. The main message I want to give you personally is that Japanese is not as complicated as a lot of people say. It is actually very logical if you ignore the number system and everything around it and can be a great gateway for even more Asian languages. To find a starting place to learn Japanese, you need to first understand how Japanese is constructed. So let's take a look at that. The Japanese language has three alphabets. Yes, you heard correct. Three. The hiragana, katakana and kanji. The transcription of Japanese into the Latin alphabet also has its own name. Romaji. While hiragana and katakana, together named kana, are Japanese characters, the kanji are originally from China. These kanji give words their meaning. For example, the word jishin, only written in hiragana, can have more than one meaning, but with the different kanji for each meaning, you know exactly which word is used. And here is a short personal experience from which you can hopefully learn something. In Japanese class we were talking about Jishin and I only knew the earthquake meaning. But the sentences didn't quite make sense. I was confused for 60 minutes only to notice way too late that we were talking about the self-confidence meaning of Jishin. Well, context is everything, right? What's also giving you context is the combination of all three alphabets in sentences. It makes it really, really easy to understand and read with kana and kanji combined in one sentence. 
To understand what I mean, you have to know that Japanese use so-called particles. These particles, also named markers, show which word has which grammatical meaning. For example, there is a subject particle or a subject marker, which shows what the subject of a sentence is. Same for the object marker, which shows what the object of a sentence is. Particles are written in hiragana and verb endings are as well. Everything else is mainly written in kanji, so a simple sentence looks like this. Kanji, particle, kanji, particle, kanji, verb ending. And with this, the structure can be seen with one simple look onto a sentence. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so where do I start now? The best tip I can give you right from the start is avoid domaji. If you want to learn the language properly and not only say three sentences without understanding the answers, look at the domaji shortly for a general understanding and then ignore it. Learn hiragana first and use these characters to speak, write and read. What is especially important is to learn the correct vowel order. It's A, I, U, E, O in Japanese. If you can, also learn the correct consonant order, but the vowels are definitely more important. Be sure to listen closely to grasp the right pronunciation. Once you learn the hiragana, you can read and potentially say everything aloud. That is a first success, so congratulations! Pro tip, although Japanese is often said to be a very monotone language, this is not true at all. That does not mean that there are difficult tones to learn like Chinese has or stress and emphasis that helps to pronounce words, but there are some tone differences depending on the word. To give you a short example, there is a difference between hashi and hashi or ame and ame. These pitches may differ from region to region and there are a lot of tutorials you could use. But just starting with the language, you should just try to copy a native speaker around you to sound more natural. After you've finished hiragana, learn katakana next. These are the same characters and sounds like hiragana, just written differently. These are mainly used for English and non-Japanese words and also help you understand these words as foreign. If you have time and want to take your studying slow, learn these next. Learn some katakana vocabulary and try to memorize these. If you want to step up your game and learn in a quicker way, start learning these parallel with the first few simple kanji. Once you've finished learning hiragana and may or may not have finished learning katakana, look for some simple and beginner-friendly kanji. If you search for JLPT and 5 kanji or elementary school kanji, you can find a lot of resources online. Be sure to learn the correct stroke order. These are important for dictionaries. Not only paper dictionaries, but online dictionaries as well, where you can draw the character with your fingers. Also, the stroke order helps you learn the radicals later on. And of course, hiragana and katakana have a stroke order too. So learn these as well. If you take a look at the first kanji, you will probably notice that these have more than one reading. And yes, that is correct. There are two reading systems, the onyomi and the kunyomi, the Japanese and the Sino-Japanese readings. 
Kunyomi is the original Japanese pronunciation of these characters, while Onyomi is the pronunciation Japanese adapted from the Chinese sounds and made them their own. But that doesn't mean that these sounds were carried over as they were. Chinese had extremely different sounds, so they only adapted them and made them similar to the Chinese origin, not the exact same. So while mountain was Yama in Kunyomi, the Chinese origin of Sun got adapted as an Onyomi reading. Water was Mizu and with the Chinese the Onyomi Sui got added as well. But don't worry, there are also words with only one of their readings, only with a Japanese or only a Chinese reading. This can also go in the exact opposite direction though, with eight or more readings for one kanji. But how do you learn all of these and when do you use which reading? There is a main difference in usage. Onyomi, the Chinese sound, is used when reading or writing a kanji compound, a combination of two or more kanji forming one word. Kunyomi is mainly used when one single kanji character forms one word. These are mostly beginner kanji, but yes, of course, there are exceptions. Try not to learn these readings by themselves. I did that at the start, but I could only remember around 80% of them. Take a look at the vocabularies and take one or two readings of each kanji and memorize these as readings alone. Take the ones that are most commonly used and learn the other readings while learning vocabulary. You will gradually learn all the readings while learning useful words for your current language skills. The same goes for the English translation of one kanji. It is useful to know these to understand the meaning of a kanji if you don't know how to translate it, but it can also confuse a lot. I think it is best to take a look at these but learn the main translational meanings with vocabulary as well. After you learned your first kanji, start with some greetings and basic sentences. Once this is all understood, use your grammar resource of choice. My best advice here is to choose a resource or a textbook that doesn't use romaji. It is okay to have it within the first few lessons as a guideline to get used to the Japanese writing system, but please do not rely on it later on. If you do, it is setting you back on your study process, right at the very beginning. Start with simple grammar points like this is X, is this X, and these are A and B. Go on from there, but be sure to have a stable foundation. Here are some free resources and textbooks I can recommend. And since I probably have to say this, none of these are sponsored. This is my own opinion, so please be sure to inform yourself and build your own opinion. You need to learn with something that fits your needs and your study style. I personally think Kim's Guide to Learning Japanese is a good start and a free website to use. You can also find good information on the JLPT wiki and learnjapanesedaily.com. The dictionary app I use is Imiwa as an Apple app, but Jisho is a good dictionary as well. Satori Rida has some free articles to use before having to pay for a membership 
but this can help your reading, listening and understanding. For learning kanji, the app Sticky Study has a lot of lists to choose from and learn from. If you like YouTube videos more, be sure to check out Nihongo no Mori. There are also a lot of other teaching channels out there, so be sure to do some research. You can also use your favorite Japanese shows and movies, and also anime and manga are good for some practice. Just make sure to remember that anime and manga not always use appropriate Japanese language. Question expressions and inform yourself what it means before using it in public or while speaking to a native. You could also look for children books or easy Japanese podcasts. There are a lot of different options, but whatever you decide on, be sure to get as much immersion as possible to improve your language skills. As for textbooks, I can recommend the Genki series. I personally started with this series in university classes and I loved using it. I still do sometimes nowadays. They are a bit on the pricier side, but I think they are worth the money. Some friends also used Minano Nihongo. I haven't used this textbook series myself, but I heard that they attack you with a lot of Japanese from the very beginning. Depending on your study style, this could be a huge plus point. There are also different JLPT books, starting from the very beginning and going up to an advanced level. Inform yourself and choose a book that suits you and your needs. I hope this helped you find a start and maybe even gave you some motivation to finally learn Japanese. There also will be a blog post available for you at my travel blog soon, with charts for hiragana and katakana and some helping songs my classmate and friend Janika sent me. We listen to these in our courses, maybe they can help you memorize some things as well. If you have any more questions, feel free to contact me. I'm also looking forward to feedback, discussions, recommendations and topic suggestions. Next time we will go further into the Japanese language. I heard that a lot of people consider Japanese verb conjugations extremely complicated. Well, I have a much simpler way to remember and use these conjugations for you. So if you're interested in my verb guide, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. I am Nika and you listen to Travel Glow, Explore Japan and the World. Until next time and stay sparkly. Bye bye.